Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, I'm Grongy McGuire, and this is Chantelle Fiducci and Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm very good. It's a gorgeous sunny day in London. It is. And uh, it's a privilege, a privilege as always, to live in the nation's capital. When it's sunny. When it's sunny. Although what I do say, and I know this sounds, I'm sound very Irish here, I actually prefer, I love a drizzly day. I just feel it's so cosy. Yeah, it's nice to be in. I like. I mean, I think everyone likes it. Likes to be inside. I like it when it's really raining and you're inside, like a storm raining, and you're inside, and it's not too cold, and you haven't got to go outside and do anything. It's wonderful. So I do agree with you on that. I and mean, you get that. You get that smell. What's it called? Is it petrichor? I think is the name mm-hmm. of the um the, the smell of rain. I'm anyway, we're not getting any of that at the moment. We're getting brilliant sunshine right now. So I don't know why we're talking about what's going to happen in about six months <laughs> when we're all going to be miserable about it. But can I just say, your description, we're getting real Sandra Bullock rom-com vibes. Thank you, right? All curled up with a big, like, roll neck. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup of coffee or cup of tea. Well, here's the tea. Oh, nice one. That was one of your best segues yet. That was one of the best ones yet. Two things I'm in love with this week. Firstly, mainly, always, and deepest in my heart, I am in love with the unions. So shout out to all the unions in the United Kingdom this week, striking for their rights and protecting us all. Uh, Love you. It's solidarity. One of the best films in the whole world, Pride, is on iPlayer. And if you haven't seen it, do watch it. I think it's on Netflix as well. Oh my God, I love it so much. Being that you're all stuck at home because of the rail strikes, now is the best time to watch it and then appreciate why you're stuck at home. So I love the unions. and yes, we are love, a pro-union podcast. If anybody understands the heartbreak of a union breaking up, it's this podcast. That's, <laughs> that's well played. It was worth it just for that, guys. <laughs> and, and we also a big fan of, of our, our listeners. Yeah. We got an amazing email this week. Just the power of this podcast. You know, it just never... I'm not surprised by the power of this. Big shout out to our friend Becca. She was listening to George's episode when we were talking about Katie and Tom, Forever and Arts. And he was talking about the heart-shaped box of chocolates. Well, she was listening to it with her boyfriend and he was so influenced that he went out and he bought her a heart-shaped box of chocolate that was made of chocolate. Can you add a believe it. it. 
And it got us thinking. So what we've decided is we really want to hear more from our listeners. And we absolutely love it when we do. So with that in mind, what we'd really love is if you're a fan of the podcast and you like listening to it, if you leave a review for us on iTunes with just a little fact about yourself, then me and Chantelle will now not only give you a shout out at the start of the podcast, but we will also decide the celebrity that we think you should be in a relationship with. That's right. We're going to set you up virtually with a celebrity of our dreams for you. It's going to be very exciting. This is what you get just for leaving a review. You get made, you get match made. It could be anyone. It won't be share. We're not just giving out share. So it's a recent review and it's, I love the name of this person. It's from Asthma Fag. And they said uh, they really liked the, the podcast oh, and goodness, uh, they really liked the Sindhu and Athena episode. So Sindhu was... She was Rupert Murdoch Wendy, and Wendy. Wendy. And Athena was Cheryl, Cheryl and Ashley. Ashley, that's right, yeah. Asma Fag is a fan of sort of like unlikely will-they-won't-they couples, the Murdochs, mm-hmm. and a little bit of glamour. Yeah, but no, she's glamour. So who do you think? And, well, and and money, because both the men involved in those are money as well. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to because of the money. I immediately went to the recently made single Bill Gates. Bill but think, Gates. But I think Bill Gates is lacking the glamour quotient there. Mm-hmm. I think you need some more glamour behind this. I was going to say John Collins. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I can even think, like in the wedding speech, her friends will make jokes going, oh, Joan, we knew you'd end up with asthma at some yeah. stage. And then these two would <laughs> hey, laugh and be like, oh. Honestly, please get us an invite. I've got my, in the words of Stella Black, I'll get my hat ready. <laughs> well, speaking of nation sweethearts, we certainly have one on the podcast today. She we do is indeed. absolutely incredible. She is so funny. She's so brilliant. She's one half of like one of the best sketch groups that UK comedy has had a decades lazy season. She is the incredible Freya Parker. The, the way, way they were. Hi, Freya. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Hi, Freya. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, so, can we? So, this I thought was very funny. So, our podcast is famously about couples that have split up. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to tell Chantelle who your original couple <laughs> oh, that right. you were suggesting? Well, I, I had a few couples, all of whom it turns out are still together. So, it was. Um, <laughs> defeats the purpose there, but what, what, what was your number one? Was, what was the original um, one you suggested? It, it was what's his name? It was Forrest Gump and his wife. Tom Hanks oh, and Rita Wilson. Yeah. Great couple. Great. Unfortunately, I think they'll never be the way they were a couple. I sort of knew the assignment, but then all, I think I just got swept into like, couples I like. <laughs> Here's a couple I like. And I also offered up um, Goldie Hawn and her and a fellow and as well, again, famously together. So Also hope they're never, if either of those become a couple, I mean, it'll be a sad day, but it'll be a great day for us. We'll get I you back on. had a harsh attack because when the producer emailed me Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, I just thought, what a way for me to find out that they yeah. split up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's just it's completely wrong. Are you so we're a very romantic podcast. Do you consider mm. you, are you a romantic person? Yeah, I think I am. I'm definitely one of those people who I don't know, maybe in the past have been like <laughs> Valentine's Day, whatever, but I am one of those people who's like I gutted if I don't get some flowers or <laughs> things like that. And I also like I love hearing stories of good relationships and you know, soulmates and not quite, I'm not 
not quite at twin flame level um of, of engagement with the, with romanticism but yeah i think i'm definitely a romantic well you've picked an amazing an amazing amazing couple so chantelle hang on should i put my light on because it's very dark yeah you I'm are gonna gonna get really creepy you are disappearing really, creepy really yeah. soon i'm gonna turn yeah. my light on the sun's going down babe so yeah chantelle on the zoom you're you look great what's the secret there, there? Well, just good genetics there we go that's <laughs> ominous now that's a and also form. you can choose an option where it um touches up your face so it makes it look extra good so look into it mm. <laughs> it's worth it i mean not important for right but now, mainly but... it's mainly mainly genetics mainly genetics i yeah, just wake yeah, up yeah. like this <laughs> so freya you brought yes. in an incredible couple but as always chantelle doesn't know who they are so Ooh. we'd like to give her a few clues to sort of set the scene to see if she can guess who the the star-crossed lovers but didn't quite make it that we're talking about so i can tell you chantelle they met in the golden year of 19 19- 87. Okay, okay. 1987. The year Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Black Monday crashed the global stock market and Dirty Dancing made sure none of us were sitting in the corner. But something else was happening that year. All she wanted was a few good men. And he made To me more and Bruce Willis. To me more and Bruce Willis. (laughs) To me more and Bruce Willis. Am I right? Nice. (laughs) To me more and Bruce Willis. Nice. I am excited about this couple. I was just doing a whole story about her. I'm very excited about this couple. This is exciting. Great. I've been wanting to have them all. And Freya, thank you so much. This is a gift. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm really excited. Oh, good choice. Freya, why why was it this couple? When you went through all the couples that were sadly still together, why was this the couple that you were like, I am interested in them? I think the thing about Bruce and uh, Demi slash Demi is that they they just seem like such a, even though they are split up, they're just such a good example of, of being in a partnership and being a couple. Like even though they, yeah, they're not together anymore, but there's still something I think like quite romantic about how they've, there's love that remains there. Mm-hmm. And they've, they're so committed to like, they're so committed to raising like raising their kids together and being this sort of blended family and it just seems like something quite kind of dignified even though they obviously divorce is always messy but they they just seem like very like dignified and true friends they sort of give people hope i think with marriages that even if the marriage ends the relationship doesn't have to end entirely it just changes yeah Yeah, it's a nicer way to think about it yeah yeah totally they've what can i say they've got my blessing both of them they're good totally. eggs well, oh this is a good one they're good eggs yeah and they seem to they just seem to like like each other now they don't have to sort of also love each other they just seem to like like each other and love each other in a different way but yeah mm. they're, they're good yeah they seem like unbelievably happy for each other finding love elsewhere it's it's like yeah. unheard of they didn't seem to have it's bizarre when you consider how massive they were and how many kids they have and everything, that they've stayed so into each other. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's a dream. It's a dream. I love it. Yeah. Well, before we get to their divorce, mm-hmm. first of all, we need to figure out how they even got together in the first place. So I know what you're thinking. What about their star signs? So Bruce Willis, 19th of March, he's a Pisces. Demi Moore, 11th of November, Scorpio. Oh, we got another Scorpio. Uh-oh. Danger Town. Ding, ding, they ding, are ding. tricky. So according to 
the stars above or the astrological compatibility website that I go on once a week, <laughs> what percentage do you think their star signs give for this combination of relationship to work? Oof. Which do you think? What do you think? Maybe like 40, is it? 40? Uh, Chantal, what do you think? Um, first of all, I think you definitely go on the website more than once a week. We all know that. <laughs> and um, secondly, I'm going to say Scorpio and Pisces. I'm almost beginning to learn, thanks to you telling me this crap every week. I'm beginning to learn what they think is compatible. But Scorpio is like a bad one. Mm. But I think Pisces might be a bit of a dicey one as well. So I'm going to say like 76%. 76%. Okay, so you, you've hoped. Well, I according hope. to the planets, the biggest challenge for these partners is in relation to romantic love. Well, Not great. That seems to make sense for how they've ended <laughs> up, actually. Yeah, yeah. That, that adds up. Scorpio, Demi, doesn't care for love very much, whereas Pisces, Bruce Willis, adores it. This can be very unfortunate if Scorpio, Demi, dismisses the emotional need of Pisces, Bruce Willis, to be satisfied and loved at the same time. Bruce Willis, Pisces, is a sign of orgasms, strange sexual experiences, <laughs> and all the sexual weirdness. Wow. Okay. If then. they understand the emotional depth of Scorpio, Demi, their love could be more resilient. This is the thing. 70% compatibility. Oh my God, I was close. Oh, that's I good. I called it. That's, that's much better. That stands up to where they are. That makes sense. Mm. So Bruce Willis, bit of a sexual weirdo. <laughs> Demi Moore. Bit of a bitch. Difficult to be romantic. <laughs> so well, let's have a look at sort of their backstories. We'll go to Bruce first because yeah. Demi, there's a Ooh, lot more to work through. there. So Bruce Willis, so he's uh, comes from a very working class background. He's the eldest of four children. He's a stutterer. So he goes to drama classes, try and help with his stuttering and then realises he loves performing. So he says he comes from a long line of blue collar people. His mother worked in a bank. His father was a welder, but they divorced when he was 16 and that really impacted him. Mm. And then, so here's some jobs that Bruce Willis had before he became Bruce Willis. <laughs> he was a security guard at a nuclear plant. That, that adds up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Bruce. That's classic Bruce. Bruce. His name's classic Bruce. Bruce. Come on. Yeah. But imagine like the one thing between, you know, the n northeast of America and a nuclear meltdown is Bruce Willis. Bruce, it's Bruce that's Willis. who I would 20. choose. Who else would you who else would you get? That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you want. It sort of that's has the to guy be I trust. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he worked as a security guard in a nuclear plant, a private investigator, and as a bartender before literally... fame on Moonlighting. Mm -hmm. He just worked as the Joe. He was just a, he was just a method actor without realising it. <laughs> <laughs> just getting into all these roles before he had to play them. <laughs> so Demi had sort of a rockier start than Bruce. So she was born in New Mexico. Both of her parents quite bad alcoholics. So she had a really, really rough start in life. Her mother really struggled with mental health and addiction her mother tried to commit suicide quite a few times and she okay. had to step in to like physically take the pills out of her mother's oh my mouth God. yikes and her dad was a low-level con artist and cheated on her mother loads that's the worst kind of con artist i was gonna say level. if you're gonna be a don't you're gonna be a con be artist mid. 
be <laughs> high level, high. yeah, you know? mid like, or high. Really live, lean into the grift, but a low yeah. level kind of just just one step up from a pickpocket. Yeah, it's yeah, not great. Embarrassing. At least be yeah, like a lovable con artist. Not yeah, just, like, right. A shit husband con artist. <laughs> so. Demi says about this time of her life, caretaker became the basic hat I wore. I thought I can't have a problem because I'll be too much of a burden. I couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford it. Their emotional fragility was beyond them. We have different armors we put on to get our needs met. That was my basic function. Let me take care of you because then if you're taken care of, I'll be okay. Oh, that's Aww. not great to be as a yeah. kid. So she's a rough start. At the age of five, she developed a kidney dysfunction. And then basically years later, the doctors were like, oh, this is caused by extreme stress. Oh, my God. Bloody hell. Extreme stress at five. (laughs) That's not. That should just be like get into the sandbox or not. That should be all the stress you have at five. (laughs) Yeah. So um, her mum realizes the relationship is unhealthy that she's in with Demi's dad so she starts seeing a therapist so do you think this is going to provide some some stability the fact that her mom is in therapy for young Demi yeah definitely I think it's all it's sunshine from here on out isn't it (laughs) isn't it Everything works out and that's the end of the story, right? Ah, well great thanks for having me on guys thanks no problem (laughs) see you next week guys catch you later It's all brilliant until her mother starts sleeping with the therapist and then leaves Demi's dad to move in with the therapist. See, now that therapist, high level con artist, you see, that's how how you do it. They get the ladies. Yeah. Take notes, Daddy Moore. That's right. (laughs) So then sort of this is like a very disruptive, uh, you know, pattern. Her parents keep splitting up and getting divorced, splitting up, getting back together. So her dad only agrees to divorce if he gets custody of Demi's little brother. And Demi Demi was like really upset by this because she was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. So then her parents finally split up. And then just a few months after her parents divorced, Demi figures out thanks to like looking at her birth certificate and her parents' marriage license, that her dad isn't her biological dad. dad. Oh, golly. Oh, gosh. Okay, so who's the the dad? Do we ever find out? So then she meets the dad, the biological dad once, but it's like a little bit weird and there's no bond or connection. But even like rougher is apparently when she, you know, found out when it basically, apparently everybody else in her family knew that, the person she called dad wasn't her biological father. And apparently as soon as it became like an open, now even Demi knows, that kind of like ended her relationship with her, her dad. Supposed- oh, God. Oh, God. That's really bleak. So her journey with men started off pretty rocky. Whatever relationship she has later on, maybe mm. she didn't have the best role models for how yeah. to have a functioning, happy marriage. Sounds That's like why it, yeah. she needs a, needs a hero stepping in. I'm no she doctor, need, but... She needs a PI and a security guard wrapped up in one with, with bartending <laughs> yeah, yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah Honestly, yeah. kind of a dream package, if you ask me. <laughs> Those are three great qualities in a man. <laughs> he can knows how to defuse a nuclear reactor. He can track down anybody you want. And he can make a cocktail. He can make a yeah. mean Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. So her and her mom, so they moved to California and she is at school but not really going to school but she mainly just goes out partying all the time with her mum 
And then there's sort of like random people calling around to the house quite a bit. And there's this guy that was like a friend of her mom, but she didn't really like him. Basically, she comes home one day from school. The guy is in her house. He sexually assaults her. And then she finds out a few weeks later that her mom had let him into the house and given the man the key in return for cash. What? Oh my god. god. Oh my god, this, that this, is absolutely This does become a fun podcast to our listeners. I'm sure I'm sure it gets all fun and scandal soon. Seems <laughs> kind of not how it was for the couple, to me, guys. Freya, great. <laughs> oh god, so, that is proper hardcore rough times. She's so she's, you know, she's having a rough go of it. So yeah. and remember she's just fifteen at this stage. So at sixteen, not surprisingly, she wants to get out as quickly as possible. So you would, yeah. She starts dating this guy. He's like in his mid-twenties. He's very mm-hmm. stable. Mm-hmm. She she moves in with him. His mom works for Aaron Spelling's production company. Oh, so Aaron she Spelling, gets nice. Demi a job working as a receptionist. So for nice. the very first time, she's got stability. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, a regular income. So how long do you think this lasts? Well, <laughs> not that long. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> She's out at a nightclub called the Troubadour, where oh, she meets the Troubadour, Fred yeah. Moore, leader. I think he's like in this pop band. I don't know what pop band he's in. Anyway, he is twelve years her senior. He's married. Demi just like falls head over heels. Sounds like a catch. Him. Yeah, tick 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 <laughs> tick tick tick. So she dumps her boyfriend and starts going out with Freddie Moore. He gets divorced. And Demi gets married to him. Mm-hmm. Just around this time, she finds out that the man she thought was her dad had died by suicide. So she's oh, like grieving, Jesus really traumatized. So she's like, let's get married. So this is how she describes it. The night before we got married, instead of working on my vows, I was calling a guy I'd met on a movie set. I snuck out of my own bachelorette party and went to his apartment. Why did I do that? Why didn't I go and see the man I was committing to spend the rest of my life with to express my doubts? Because I couldn't face the fact I was getting married to distract myself from grieving the death of my father. Because I felt there was no room to question what I'd already put in motion. I couldn't get out of the marriage but I could sabotage it. Well, this is one healthy choice after another so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all checking out, Demi. (gasps) I think this might be the... Do you think this is the grimmest way they were? It's definitely definitely up there. I mean, I can't think of a... I don't think we've had a darker (laughs) origin story so far. But yeah, this one's this one's topping it, so this is going to be hard to beat. <laughs> it means her triumph at the end is going to be so much more earned. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. So she's married to this guy. She mm-hmm. starts work on the soap opera General Hospital. That's a big one. Yeah. So she's finally she's doing well. She's earning mm-hmm. money. Then she gets cast in a film, Blame It on Rio, with Michael Caine. She's doing well. She's popping. She's like the next big thing. Nice. Then in 1984, she stars in a film called No Small Affair opposite John Cryer from Two and a Half Men and Pretty in Pink. So this is how in her biography, she describes what happened. 
John fell for me in real life too and lost his virginity to me while we were making that movie. It pains me to think of how callous I was with his feelings, that I stole what could have been an important and beautiful moment from him. I was sort of losing it right then and I was definitely not in a place to take care of somebody else's feelings. <laughs> so that's how she remembers it. Then... On the release of the memoir, this is John Cryer's response. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the good thing about this is she doesn't have to feel bad about it anymore because while I'm sure she was totally justified making that assumption based on my skill level and the stunned look on my face at the time, I'd actually lost my virginity in high school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she's right about the other part. I was over the moon for her during a very troubled time in her life. I have nothing but affection for her and not a regret in the world. I feel like John Cryer has been typecast his whole life, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, don't think he's had, I don't think he's had to stretch too much to play his roles in Pretty yeah. Pink and America, America's Virgin, John Cryer. Yeah. <laughs> but it says, like, even uh, with all her exes, everybody speaks, apart from one exception, which we won't go into, everybody mm-hmm. speaks very highly of her. So yeah, even yeah. though, you know, that was like quite embarrassing for him he still is like love demi she's really nice also that does sound like like you you wouldn't know her but she's like she's stunning and i actually lost it to her like five years ago so yeah it does sound a bit like that my girlfriend in canada yeah it does sound a bit like that (laughs) okay john sure sure yeah john (laughs) (laughs) okay buddy okay So she, she, you know, obviously because of, you know, her troubled background, so surprising, she had a lot of problems around this time with cocaine. And then mm-hmm. she was offered this huge part on St. Elmo's Fire, this like big, iconic, you know, launched this whole like next generation of Hollywood mm-hmm. stars. But the producer was like, Demi, you have to get clean. Otherwise, you're not, we can't cast you. Because she had a bit of a reputation at that stage. Mm-hmm. And she just was like, okay, yeah, cool. This is what I need to do. And that was it. She just went away to rehab and that was it. She cleaned her act up. Mm-hmm. But her character um, in St. Elmo's is like a big druggy falling, falling apart girl anyway. So if anything, she was just prepping for the role. <laughs> she was method acting it. She was method. Mm. I get once again, she was method. Just like Bruce. <laughs> so she didn't realise it. So on the set of St. Elmo's Fire, she needs the next sort of love in her life. Little Emilio Emilio. Oh, Here he comes. I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. Were really. you? Yeah, me and, me and my brother were, we loved the film Young Guns and Young mm. Guns 2. I just had a real bizarre crush. crush on I mean, him. he's not exactly unattractive. He's little, but he's he's a good. He got the best of um his father's looks. Yeah, he's, I think he's, so. He certainly. I think out of him and Charlie, he certainly wins. I think looks wise. I think he's aged the best. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Well. Well, Charlie's in been, every way. In every way. Yeah. That's not too difficult. What um, Emilio Estevez, I think, has is in any other situation, he is like the most unbelievably handsome man in the world but because mm. he's just like in like Hollywood films he can kind of play the whole oh, I'm an everyday nerd yeah yeah totally and yeah he feels like... attainable so she so she really loved him but it wasn't just him it, it was because like her fa- his family and Michael Sheen it is Michael Mar- Sheen. Martin, Martin. Martin Sheen. Oh, I always get them mixed up. <laughs> Michael Sheen is a different person who yeah. also exists. <laughs> Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen was playing Martin Sheen. 
<laughs> in that period. But she just loved the family because, you know, they were such a like strong family and they were like really smart and they sort of like sat around the kitchen table and she she had never had that. So she mm. really loved and, and she got on really well with, with Charlie mm. Sheen and yeah. everybody. So she thought, right, this Emilio Estefaz, he's like steady. He's going to provide the security that she never had. This is the family she always wanted until, and bear in mind, they got, they basically got engaged like two months after they met, as is the way. It's she good, said, good, more good choices. He did that a lot, Emilio. He's always, he always gets engaged really fast, Emilio. So she, she said, Emilio and I had just emailed out the invitations for our wedding when a friend told me she had seen him out with somebody in LA. He denied it, of course, but I was having a hard time trusting him when during a two-week breakup a few months before, he'd slept with an ex-girlfriend lied about it and then been forced to tell me the truth when he found out she was pregnant oh Emilio he's um, into marriage not commitment there's a big difference yeah, <laughs> very unattractive behaviour there oh no again he does that a lot as well a lot of his exes have similar stories from Emilio yeah and he seems so sweet doesn't he he dislikes he's... a lot of people yeah <laughs> he's got that cute face that you trust and that's, that's right. right that's how he gets you that's how he gets you every time <laughs> that's how he gets you Look down, there's a ring on your finger. He's yeah. me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then she said, okay, well, I know what the solution is. It worked out for my mom. We'll go see a therapist. Great stuff. So they go see the therapist and Emilio was asked to share his priorities. And Demi said, you'll be shocked to hear, I was pretty low on the list. So I postponed the wedding indefinitely. Well, that's a good, good decision. Good way to find decision. out, though. Yeah, she she did well. Finally, we're having good decisions from Demi. She's growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In a way, I mean, the she, therapy worked. She didn't yeah. sleep with the therapist. She didn't sleep so with that's him. That's a generation good. learning from the past. Yeah, yeah. She's broken the cycle. She's broken. That's right. Good. Okay. So far, th- things are looking up in a way. Things are looking up. <laughs> and things are about to get a lot more interesting because while she's still on and off with Emilio Estefes, he has a little film premiere to go to which he brings Demi along to. It mm. is the 1987 premiere of his film with Richard Dreyfuss, Steakhouse. Yes. So while she she's there with her then fiancé, she meets a new up-and-coming TV star, Bruce Willis, for there the first is. time. There we are. Okay, we're in. So this is how she remembers meeting him for the first time. She says, my first impression... He's kind of a jerk. Great. Bruce was looking at me as though he went... So apparently at the after party, he was like making like cocktails, like showing off his old his old skills from his bar days. Of course, yeah. So she was say, she said, Bruce was looking at me as he went through his bar moves. He was so attentive as the evening progressed. So why do you think he was a bit off with her at the start and then got friendlier as the evening went on? What, what do you think could be a reason why he was maybe a bit weird with her at the start? Oh, um, was he playing a game? Was his girlfriend? Was he, was he, yeah, was he negging her? Did, did, yeah, I thought I thought negging immediately. Yeah. But then also, did he, did he have a girlfriend? Did he have a date that was there? He, he and a date brought, left? He had brought oh, a date. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. Classic. That, that's her type. Mm. <laughs> And then what, his date left and then he started getting a bit warmer to her. Well, so apparently as the evening went on, he started getting more friendly. So mm-hmm. apparently 
Emilio noticed what was going on, mm. got really annoyed and said, he's all over you like a cheap suit in the rain. Mm. And then she thought, oh, no, 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 no. So then uh, he asked for her number. He writes it down on his arm. Then at the end of the evening, he walked her to her car and she says, I'd never encountered treatment like this before. Bruce was so gallant in his own boisterous way, a real gentleman. When I said it was time for me to go home, he walked me to my car. He was so eager about it, like a little boy who didn't want to miss the ice cream truck. When he asked for my number, I felt a wave of schoolgirl flutters. When a boy writes his number on his arm, there's something about that that will just always, it always works. To the men out there, if if you're asking for a girl's number, don't put it into your phone. Write it on your arm. I promise you. There's something just extra hot and like romantic and there's just something about it. That it's just, it's a move. It's a move. It's a move. It's very, it it's very spontaneous, isn't it? If it's in Sharpie, I'm like, ah, oh, well, let's, why don't we That's just tone it down a bit? But I think yeah. a, a, in, a bit of biro. Biro's a biro hot. pen on your arm. It's, it's, yeah. it's a hot move. It's a good move. I highly recommend it. I've never had it done one day. <laughs> Someone will write my number on their arm. But it's it's a move. Or if they like take your arm and write their number on your arm. That's, yeah, that's a move as well. Anything touching, involving yeah. pens and arms, I'm just saying, yeah. that's the way to exchange phone numbers. Yeah. Putting it into the phone is basic. Frey, how did you meet your husband? I actually met him at a wedding. <gasps> um, All right, yes. was it his wedding to me more? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I was the cause of a lot of upset in that uh, relationship. <laughs> did you Finally, wedding where when, when, they, when they asked anyone anything to say negative, you were like, yes, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, his, basically his friend was marrying my friend. <gasps> so we were both kind of vetted. And yeah, we sort of, we just, yeah, started talking and then realised like, oh, we've got, remember thinking like, oh, we've got a lot to say to each other. And my friend was like, ooh, I can see you talking. And I was like, oh, just, just tell me like, you know, is he, is he spoken for? Is he gay? Is he, is he nuts? And she was like, no, he's like a nice man. <laughs> he's oh a nice, normal God. man. And he's available. Cause, and it was just at a point as well where I'd been single for quite a long time and I'd been, I'd been like on, on the apps and I was just like, Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just going to be alone and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Brackets, not at all. And then, yeah. And then just randomly met him at a wedding. Oh, well, lucky you. It happens, yeah, listeners. It can happen to anyone. Yep, yeah, it happens. Just go to weddings. Well, <laughs> Demi had a sign that this guy was something special because mm-hmm. when she was driving after meeting him and him sort of like shaking the cocktails, trying to impress mm-hmm. her, pissing off Emilio, uh, she's driving so uh, this is so cinematic so i really want you, you can close your eyes if you want yeah. <laughs> i want you to picture this you know podcast is a very visual medium yeah and i really think it will come into its own here so she was driving home along the quiet moonlit pacific coast highway right she's driving mm, yeah, alone that's she's in her thoughts maybe the wind in her hair wind in her hair yeah yeah she says in her biography in her memoir and then I could swear I heard my name in the wind. It was a stretch limousine in the next lane. <gasps> she pulls down the window, looks out. Bruce Willis and his buddies were poking up through the open sunroof, of waving and shouting, Hey, Demi. Oh, this wow. guy. Yeah, that's, Bruce that's has it, got the it? moves. That's how you, that is how you do it. That's so Hollywood. Uh, 
Bruce yeah. is so Hollywood. In my mind, it's him and like two other guys, and one of them, and one of them's holding a champagne bottle as well. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. have glasses, and they're all like in tuxedos. And yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them's like smoking a cigar, and they're hanging out, going "Woo, they owe to me!" Oh my god! And it's yeah, like warm. It's like they're in a breeze, but it's a warm breeze. It's and, warm. Yeah. It's definitely warm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. somehow the traffic's fine because neither of them are driving. You know, as the yeah. professional drivers. So yeah, it's like it's safe. it's safe. Like if this was an oh. episode of Casualty, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh watch out, the bridge coming. All right. This one is fine. Yeah. Oh, this is so god. I think I'm falling in love with Bruce. Yeah, me too. I'm, That's hot. I'm, and Phil Collins. For some reason, I imagine Phil Collins music playing in the background. Yeah, I can hear yeah, that. Yeah. I, can, I can hear some Phil Collins in the background. Yeah, a hot some night. Sister studio. Phil or Collins going on. Yeah, in, in the open road. Yeah, I'm into it. I am into it. After this, what they start dating, right? Now, just bear. This is sort of foreshadowing. At this stage. Bruce is about to go film Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Demi is a famous film actress, but during this period, this is important, she's between acting roles. So she's really mm-hmm. busy, but she's just doing promotional work. So she's not mm-hmm. like on a film set. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And I would argue as well, if I can say something, I would argue, I don't think Demi was that famous then. Not like. This wasn't like ghost few good men mm-hmm. to me more. This was still the beginning. So she was kind of still like a new starlet on the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I imagine it's quite an important part of her career, important moment in her career. She's not, she's not completely like established yet. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely, yeah, she's around. You haven't mentioned Emilio. Did she dump him like that night? Oh, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. over. They're, they're done, over. Though. He's old gone. news. He's old news. He's on to Paula Abdul. Okay, let's go. <laughs> He's crying with Martin in the kitchen. It's yeah. done. It's over. Four months into the relationship, they go on an unplanned trip to Las Vegas to watch a boxing match. Mm-hmm. On the way in, she says, we're moving to the gambling tables when Bruce says, I think we should get married. We've been joking about it on the flight there, but suddenly it didn't seem like he was kidding. So then spontaneously that night, four months after meeting, they got married in the Golden Nugget Hotel. This seems wow. to be a theme in our podcast, getting married mm. very quick. I'm just saying to anyone listening, this does yeah. seem to be a theme. Most of the couples seem to get married very fast. Hint, hint. Just yeah, saying. just wait. Just wait a little bit. To anyone bit. listening, give it some time. Let it marinate. Yeah. There's no rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> four wait, months like in. One tax year. One tax yeah, give year. It, yeah, one, one full tax calendar year, slash yeah. tax year. Yeah. And if you're and, in like a place, if you're sort of drunk in a place with no clocks, maybe just think, let's take a step back. Let's take a See beat. how you feel the next morning. Yeah. Maybe it needs some oxygen, some fresh air. Yeah. 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 So a month later, they have another ceremony. This time they have it. It's sort of produced by their studio because they both work for basically the same studio. So it's on a big Mm. Hollywood soundstage. Who officiated their marriage? (gasps) Do you want to take a guess? Who officiated the marriage of Demi Moore and Bruce Willis on a Hollywood soundstage? Oh my God. What a fun question. I mean, it could be anybody at that time. I mean, you are, yeah, you haven't given us any. Can we have it? Oh, God, who could it be? Is it someone like Bob Hope? Is it like an absolute, like, okay, old time classic? Bob Hope. Okay, good. Chantal, what do you think? Oh, golly. I'm thinking more of like one of her, like, peers, like, like a Jason Patrick type or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like 80s actor around. But maybe, maybe you're like on the right track. <laughs> yeah, Sean Penn or just one of his like peers is cooler, but that would make them have to get, maybe it's someone more like old school, like a Johnny Carson type, something like that. Okay. Well, you're both um, wrong. Okay. It was Little yeah. Richard. Oh, God, oh, wow. that is so cool. <laughs> That's How did they so know Little cool. Richard? 
Oh my god, that's so cool. Imagine I the noise he'd make. You're married. <laughs> like the noise he'd make would be amazing. Yeah, I wonder what he wore. Some sort of Oh, he definitely outshot suit. both of them. We yeah, know. yeah. And keeping in the spirit of things moving very, very quickly, uh-huh. apparently on the night of their wedding, mm-hmm. their first baby is conceived. Oh my <gasps> goodness. <laughs> so this is four months. Well, let's say five months for the second wedding. The baby's conceived. Right, okay. I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Is that rumour? So rumour is conceived. She's born in August 1988. So let's see, they meet in 1987 in July. Within a year, they're married with a baby. Oh, very Katie Price of her. Yeah, that's nuts, isn't it? And quite risky for Demi at that time in her career to have That's, a baby isn't it yeah that yeah. like i said just still like i said just up and coming trying to make everything happen i bet her agent mm-hmm. was none too pleased mm-hmm. yeah well so she says so she has the baby uh she has a uh, rumor but then she's she suddenly i mean they don't know each other they don't really know each other <laughs> no, <Yeah>. they don't <laughs> and she suddenly feels the need to schedule a lot of her work around bruce's schedule because this is the first time where she's sort of getting proper film working offers mm-hmm. and she, he's just he's done die hard so he's suddenly becoming really busy and she said, he said, this will never work if you're off shooting a film. What he meant was our life wouldn't work if I wasn't engrossed in something outside of our family. I felt way too much anxiety to have a real conversation with Bruce about our assumptions regarding work, gender roles and parenting. Okay, here we are. All right. Mm. So, bit of a red flag already. Yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, when he left to film Hudson Hawk... Things were in a very precarious state. I went over to visit once, this is Demi, and frankly, I had the feeling that he had screwed around. It was tense and it was weird. And then he said to her, so remember, they, they haven't been married, like married, what, two, three years at the very most. They've got a baby. Apparently on the way to film Hudson Hawk, he said, I don't know if I want to be married. Oh, so the cracks were starting back then. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Bruce. She said she felt sucker punched. Bruce and I had met, married, had a baby and just done a lot very quickly. It was as if he woke up a few years later and thought, whoa, is this what I want? Or Mm. do I really want to be free? I think he was struggling to resolve a conflict within himself. He wanted family and grounding, but he also craved excitement and novelty. Basically, Mm. he wanted to do whatever the fuck he wanted. (laughs) He wanted his cake and he wanted to eat it all as well, of course. Yeah. What year are we talking now? Are we like 1990? So, uh, yes. So that's when Planet, isn't that when Planet Hollywood opened as well? Well, listen, and we Mm. haven't even talked about the town they bought together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you remember they bought their own town? Yes. They moved to a small town in 1988. They moved to a ranch in, hang on, let me get this right, in Idaho. And they wanted to go somewhere where could they just be regular people. So then mm-hmm. they just bought more and more houses in this town until eventually they built the whole town. That's the way, that's the way to do it. Uh, they installed a movie theatre, a 50s style diner and a nightclub called Mint. <laughs> the nightclub and this Mint. Is, this is about the whole town. And then for Demi's 30th birthday, Bruce Willis bought her a mansion to house her porcelain doll collection. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> How many wow. dolls 
problems does a 30 year old woman have you need a mansion yeah. for it oh what a weird Imagine woman that's where that's where you're at when you're 30 at 30 that's insane town, that's just that's mad isn't and it your husband buys you a mansion for your porcelain for your dolls porcelain for dolls. dolls for your dolls but oh I think my that goodness. was fame in the 90s. I think people were more ridiculous. I mean, everybody's so earnest and like, oh, I'm down to earth and, you know, look oh, at yeah, me no, getting coffee. Then. In the 90s, it was like, we've bought a town. Yeah, that's like they literally, they can just give it away. That's like yeah. sort of, I bought a jet. Oh, I'm going to buy a plane. I want to get, get a jet ski today. Like, I can't drive, like, but I'm going to have 10 just, cars. Yeah. It was just crazy money back then as well. Yeah. People weren't embarrassed as well. Like you say, there was no... um. The 80s I'm, thing was still happening. I'm humble. I'm, you know, giving a lot of it away. It was like, no, look, I've, I'm dripping with gold and I've bought a town and I've brought this doll mansion for my wife. <laughs> and also, bear in mind, both of them come from not much money. So mm-hmm. also, in a very nouveau riche way, to get a shit ton of money, that's kind mm-hmm. of what people tend to do, is just spend it on ridiculous things just because they can. So I kind of get it in that respect. And get it in sort of, when you hear that people have come from such difficult beginnings, I'm, Stories like a doll mansion. Once, once you know the missing jigsaw piece of the childhood, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you have your doll mansion. You have your doll Demi. mansion. Demi. You have it, you mate. Need you, it. Yeah, you have all the weird stuff. You she want. probably never had any dolls as a kid. Yeah, oh, think about didn't. that. But I think that's why they suited each other because they both came from mm. like a real working class background and you know like the arts isn't exactly a very friendly place you know there's it's so much like legacy families and you know Mm. quite like rich people who can afford to be in the arts Mm. so I think the fact that both of them really did come from nothing yeah that probably was like a real bond between them yeah even though he did say he wanted to leave (laughs) (laughs) so basically as so he goes I don't know if I want to be married but here's your mansion (laughs) (laughs) Demi sort of stuck at home in her doll mansion just Mm. figuring out that and almost immediately what happens pregnant pregnant. she gets pregnant this seems to be the one thing the one through thread through the relationship seems to be the sex never dwindled it sounds like they were always banging that's nice it's nice it could also be one of those like a fix me babe like fix it baby they had yeah they kept trying it after four they're not working it's obviously not getting fixed (laughs) (laughs) well so she basically said that you know she was like what the hell is going on and then when she found out she was pregnant again it was like whatever conversation that they should have had kind of never happened because Mm. the focus became on having another baby is this the pregnancy that resulted in the famous Annie Leibovitz Vanity Fair shoot that exactly was so then she does Ah, the famous 1991 Vanity Fair cover which is so bad. Like at the time, people, it was so controversial. It's so mm. mad now. Well, since so everyone copies it now. And no one, yeah, it yeah. never looks as good because the thing is, you do need Annie Leibovitz behind the camera to make it look that good. Yeah, yeah. And we see him done now. It just, like, the amount of friends, well, not friends' houses, but people's houses who have like that picture of themselves, it just, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You have to be Demi more and you have yeah. to have, I think you have to have a porcelain doll mansion to make that picture work. You've got to have all the dolls with their own camera yeah all, and they all take and then it's a composite of all the dolls <laughs> that's right picture and then that's what makes the picture and i think yeah i think we've all learned that the hard way but she did she looked brilliant it was the yeah, hair she's beautiful. and it was the first that cool time, like, hair yeah the that cool hair she really, she really pulled off that hair a lot of girls can't pull off that hair she really did pull it off mm. and just she was the first one to be like not overtly sexy she wasn't like mm, come get me but it was just kind of like 
it was still kind of sexy but in a kind of like really respectful dignified way Mm. and i think now it's done and it's often done in an overtly like aggressively sexual way which isn't quite as i don't know pretty to look at it's not quite as artful yeah it's it's very like I don't know, like a sort of Renaissance painting or there's something very like, much, yeah. Very classy it was, uh, about it. It was a moment. That was, I mean, I was in America then and that was the talk of the town. That was, I was yeah. a little kid and even I remember when that came out, that was bloody everywhere. Was it? Do you remember it? Oh, out? yeah. That was a huge, that was a big pop culture moment. That was, a, mm. I vividly remember that being all the late night talk shows talked about it. It was just all the other magazines mentioned, oh my God, the scandal. It was a big, 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 big deal. There's a reason mm. it was so, and still is so iconic. Well, so this is kind of like the time when it's like they're both at their most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's done Ghost by this point as well Well, now. so did you a little, do you want to know a little interesting fact? A decent fact? proposal she did. Yeah. Bruce Willis was offered the role that Patrick Swayze took in Ghost. Wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. And he turned it down because he said... I didn't get it. I said, hey, the guy's dead. How are you going to have a romance? <laughs> Come like, on, not Bruce, mate. Script. <laughs> One word for you. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the guy's dead. How's he going to have sex with that? I don't understand. I'm out. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. <laughs> do you How are they going to do it? <laughs> do you think that's why he took the sixth sense? Because he was like, I'm not going to make this mistake again. <laughs> yeah. Ghosts, I'm in. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> So this it would have dead. been a t- sorry, it would have been a totally different vibe, wouldn't it? With with him oh. in it, if you sort of replace it, there's this. It also would have just been about like them, and then I think them it probably would have just together. been about him. Or I can see like if they were having issues, it would have just become some sort of weird. It would have been a that... scandal based film. Yeah, it wouldn't mm. have been. It wouldn't have worked. We needed Patrick. So this is. I'm reading some of the interviews, and the whole thing about Demi, especially at this time, was mm. how like showbiz, how. Mm fabulous her lifestyle was so on the set for film she would have an assistant a dialogue coach a masseuse a psychic consultant a (laughs) nanny for the kids a bodyguard a hairdresser a makeup person a stand-in and she would only travel by private jet and limousine (laughs) you had me a psychic consultant oh i love it that is i mean speaking of a high class con that is the kind of con (laughs) i'm after if you can get a job getting paid the amount of money she must have been paying the psychic consultant consultant that means like the half the job is sitting around waiting to be asked to give some consultancy. But oh, that is a grift I can get behind. And so she was interviewed, and um, the interviewer noticed she had this a fax printed out from Bruce on the wall of her trailer, and uh-huh. the fax the fax said, "How are you, my angel? Is you at work or what? Do you still look the same?" Fax my ass or something. Love your ever loving daddy o. Wow. wow. So that's how they talk. <laughs> he really is a cowboy. He really is a really cowboy. Is. Wow. I prefer when he was coming out of the limousine, to be honest. He's, <laughs> yeah, he shines coming guy, off, but. <laughs> I love fax my ass or something. So was that like in the 90s instead of like dick pics or sending pictures of your... <laughs> Make a picture with sort of zeros and ones somehow yeah. of, of your boobs. <laughs> That's hot. That's hot. But so, like I said, there's there's been a few crack lines in their relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though they have their own sort of town to work things through. The actor, that's Bruce, told Playboy in 96, what is marriage? 
no woman is going to satisfy a man's natural impulse to procreate, procreate, procreate. The impulse doesn't go away because you've had three or ten or a hundred kids. Yikes. Okay. Oh, Bruce. All right, so saying that. Demi, in an interview around the same time, said, do I trust anybody? That's the question. Along the way, I've been shown it's okay to trust. So usually I go ahead and take the chance. But deep down, do I really trust? I don't think so. Does she trust her husband? Probably more than I do anybody. But the only person I really trust is my children. Well, it's just being honest. But yeah, these two, it's not going well. Yeah. If you can, imagine, Freya, it's a mm-hmm. time machine. We're back. Sure. It's 91. Yeah. Whoa. You get a phone call from Bruce. He's in town. Yeah. Demi's okay. in town. Yeah. What do you imagine a night out with Bruce and Demi at their height being? So it's a double date, you and your husband. Mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. do you imagine? Well, I, I, think it's, I think it's just excess. I think it's like picked up in a limo. I feel like it's oysters and lobster and like it's probably like you know steak you'd probably go to like a casino maybe you go to like a sort of high class like strip joint and everyone would be like i'm okay with this it's yeah, cool I can, I can very much see we're rich couple. it's hilarious I, and you know the women are like yeah i'm fine that this is that we're doing this but you'd have to be on edge the whole time because you know at any moment Bruce Willis is going to take a harmonica out of his pocket he's going to walk on stage he's going to start singing yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a danger that, that that you have to live with when you're out yeah. of town with Bruce. Uh, you know, there's there's men with musical instruments all over the world ready to ruin a party at any <laughs> at any given moment. So I think it would just have you just have to be you just had have to suck already, it up basically. Had he already had his what's it, what was his single to express yourself? <laughs> so express yourself. That was the early days. That was yeah. Demi's early days. That yeah. was, so he's already had the music career has come and yeah. gone right? yeah. but he's still bringing it out for karaoke nights definitely yeah yeah. yeah. where are we in the timeline of well, them well so we're heading towards 1998 yeah, oh, okay, yeah. June 24th where they announced that they are filing for divorce so how do you what, why do you think why did they you know they're so similar they were like outsiders in you know a very sort of chaotic profession they seem to provide stability for each other why do you think they seem to really love each other at the start why do you think they weren't able to last the distance I think there's a lot of push and pull with with careers and someone being more successful than the other and that I feel like that ebb and flow, if you're both sort of kind of near the top, I just feel like all of the pressures of of fame and money and success and desire and disappointment, I feel like it must be so, and you, you know, you've got a town to run, you got all, and you've got, to, you've got to keep all those dolls dust free, you got, you're dusting yeah, all the dolls that's true, every all the civic duties there as well. Bin collection. You, you, you know, you, yeah, you're coordinating the bin collections in Ohio. Who's doing the Christmas lights this year? Yeah. St. Patrick's Day of... parades coming up. Who's going to get the floats ready for it? There's a lot oh, going on. The floats. Demi's like, oh, Bruce. It's a, it's a, night, it's a nightmare. So I wonder if well, it's just... village fates coming up again, Bruce. What are we going to fucking do? Come on. I can't, it can't just be sausage rolls again. We've got to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make all the cakes myself. Oh, Demi, don't, don't. I can do it. I think it's the pre- the pressures of... Yeah, fame. And I think often in a relationship, there's only room for one of one thing. So like, I'm the damaged one. <laughs> or like, I'm the famous one. And I feel like... Yeah, that's two, very true. I agree. There's, there's a lot of the same kind of energy. I think it 
attract and repels because you often don't want to see what you are in front of you like oh that's actually sort of quite difficult and maybe a bit ugly at times and you might I don't know um yeah yeah, do you think they were too similar two broken people that break yeah wow yeah so sadly they they get divorced Willis uh gets engaged to actress Brooke Burns but then they break up oh god forgot about that time jeez then he marries model Emma Hemming mm. in 2009 and they have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Demi is, is for three years she dates a martial arts instructor. Good for her. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Then 2003 she meets Ashton Kutcher which is yeah. another <laughs> episode. Another, another yeah. couple. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another, another episode. episode. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, cover yeah. that another time. But apparently at the time of going to breast she's happily dating Chef Daniel Hum. She had a girlfriend for years, didn't she? Like kind of like a secret underground girlfriend. Oh, oh I didn't. Yeah, it kind of it kind of would come out every few years in the media, the celebrity media. Someone would find these pictures of them on their Instagrams and put two and two together and be like, "Oh my God, Demi Moore's got a girlfriend," and then everyone would kind of forget about it. And then, like three years later, it happened again. Like, and they go, "Oh my God, Demi Moore's got a girlfriend," and it kind of kept happening for like a while, like eight, like a long time, like almost like yeah, since right. Ashton. And then until the chef came along recently, that's like where we all thought she was in this quiet relationship with this rad woman. But speculation, there's no confirmation either way. They're either very, very, very good friends or um, a loving couple. Either way, she seemed very happy. Well, so it comes to that part of the Mm -hmm. pod, Freya, where we have to ask you Uh the big question. And you have to really dig down and Mm -hmm. there's no, it's a very binary choice. In every splish, there mm-hmm. are winners and there are losers. So in the split between Bruce Willis oh, and Demi Moore, who thrived and who simply survived. Oh, God. I think, I think Bruce might have won. I was going to say Bruce. I think it's yeah. definitely Bruce. I think just women, just you just don't get that free pass. You don't get to like make mistakes and fuck about. It's all judgment. And I think. There's like there's that kind of elder statesman role which he's sort of grown into mm. um, as he's you know got older and now that he's poorly it's all it's you know it's it's all sort of very sad and it shows that he's he's very sort of loved his sort of his end point of how we see him is like oh he's like a he's a cool older guy who loves his kids whereas De- Demi which I'm sure she was way more stable than the the press sort of made out was always like oh god the shame of dating a younger woman even though bruce's wife is what like 20 30 years younger than him dating a younger man you mean for her uh, sorry a younger man yeah a younger man so there was always so i think yeah i think so. i think he i was gonna say and then the sadly, whole cabala thing she was part of everyone kind of made fun of that yeah yeah and then when she got some cosmetics or always alleged cosmetic her face changed quite dramatically well, was, should i say yeah that, that was a big deal a couple on the, of years on the ago on the runway were... that famous picture yeah yeah it just looked and career-wise Aside from, I mean, a few bits here and there, I guess mm. for me, the highlight is obviously Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, sure, but aside from, in which she was epic. Yeah. But aside from that, I mean, you can't deny that Bruce Willis's career has probably been, I'm not saying it's been amazing, especially in the last few years, but that's for reasons we've only recently found out why. Yeah. But mm-hmm. up until that point, I think his career was probably undeniably more successful, I would say. Yeah. But like, but the thing is, considering the start she had in life, I think mm, yeah, the fact yeah. surviving there is triumph in that. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're really right. She, that's it's so, it's so shocking. 
her her beginning. It really is. I think you always assume just because they got nice teeth that everything's okay at home. <laughs> <laughs> but also what you're saying is right. It's almost like, of course, she's the survivor. That's all she's ever been is a survivor. Yeah. It's very you know, she was born a survivor. She will die a survivor. Yeah. So it makes sense that in this, she just survives on through. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, Demi. And the fact that they've remained, as we we haven't even got, well, we mentioned it at the beginning, the fact that throughout all of this, despite who thrived and survived, they've remained such, such, such close friends through all their various relationships, yeah. all through lockdown, they were all together. And it was never seemed to be awkward for any of their new partners. Ashton and Bruce got along really well. Demi yeah, and yeah. his and Emma, is it? They, they get along really well. Like Everyone seems to yeah. get along. They, so Yeah, they seem to weirdly have had even divorced like just a very successful yeah partnership and there would have been is, a yeah, lot of there would have been a lot of assets to separate there they have a whole town to divide up and <laughs> yeah. it seemed to somehow not get that messy yeah, so yeah. props to them props to them so before we let you go we've got one more question for you uh-huh we do yes we do for speaking of survivors i think the Hello. original survivor is who we're talking about here um a very important woman to both of us as we always say we don't think that she needs to be loved we just think she deserves to be loved Mm -hmm. but she's unbelievably single so can you think of someone who could be with the one the only the original survivor Mm -hmm. share (gasps) someone like like janelle monet Ah, nice! Yes. I could almost That's see. A go- oh, imagine the album collab as well. Yeah, Janelle like Monae a- and Cher. Oh, I like that I one. Think That's a really like good a one. Super hot couple. They yeah. would be. A, I the feel like Janelle Monae would the black really. And white the outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Janelle Monae is a really like giving lover as well. I feel like I feel like Cher oh my would be God, very satisfied. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Janelle's a really good. That might be that might be my favorite one yet. Yeah, great choice, Freya. Thank you. Hey, thanks. No, what a pleasure. And thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank so you. Fun. I hope you had a good time. Where can our listeners find more of you? They can find me online um, oh, on Twitter. Go on, on you Twitter. Put my interest. What's that? Maybe <laughs> maybe you've heard of it. Um, gorgeous place. Just plug in, <laughs> dive in. Mm. Uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. I'm doing some stand up, but I can't remember where I'm doing it, but it's in London. <laughs> I was gonna say do you have any big shows coming up, but well, they'll find they can just go search for it on and Yeah, just if they want to look up Lazy Susan's incredible oh, um BBC iPlayer sketch show. Go find it. It's Please. incredible. It's like the Thank best very much. sketch show. Genuinely I can't stop talking about it. Look it up on iPlayer. <laughs> it's the best sketch show on television in the past 10 years. It's so brilliant. Oh, Thank you. Lazy Susan, guys. Get on it. Thank so you brilliant. Much. Watch it. Share it with your friends. They share will. it with Cher. Share it with Cher. Share it with Cher. She'd love <laughs> thank, it. Thank you so much for being here, Freya. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Oh, thank you. I don't know what I was saying. Bye. <laughs> We're Bye. not going to see it. That's where the podcast starts. We haven't <laughs> got to say. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, no, Fuck off, Freya. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye! Goodbye! The The way way they were. were.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.